Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. In a forceful message to the American people that inflation is being dealt with, President Joe Biden today met with the Federal Reserve Chair at the White House, and Biden laid out a three-point plan to lower prices. What are economists saying about this plan and our overall economic outlook? Entity's Melina Wisecup reports. Consumer prices are up 8.3% from last year, and gas prices are still hitting record highs nearly every day. The economic output for the first quarter was negative, meaning that the economy is shrinking. And inflation is outpacing income growth. All of these numbers are moving in the wrong direction. It's not just that we're seeing slower growth. We actually right now are seeing negative growth. So this is going to be a wealth erosion and a quality of life erosion likely for years to come now. The numbers are grim, but Biden says it won't last forever, calling this a transition phase. And, uh, and the, in order to transition from historic recovery <clears throat> to a steady growth that works for American families. The president warned that job growth is expected to slow, writing in the op-ed that, quote, this won't be cause for concern, rather if average monthly job creation shifts in the next year from current levels of 500,000 to something closer to 150,000, it will be a sign that we are successfully moving to the next phase of recovery. He's trying to adjust expectations. It's undeniable now that the economy is slowing. It's undeniable that, that people um, are really feeling a financial squeeze. And he's trying to paint this as normal. It's not normal. And there's not a need for it. You know, the president in the op-ed in the Wall Street Journal talked about, for instance, our, our energy problems, the soaring gas costs. I read it twice, and there's no mention of actually increasing production of oil and natural gas, of which we have hundreds of years worth here in this country. The president said Tuesday that getting these prices down is his top priority. My plan is to address inflation. It starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence. That's part one of his three-part plan laid out in an op-ed article in the Wall Street Journal. Parts two and three of his plan are to push Congress to pass pieces of his Build Back Better bill, like clean energy tax credits and raising taxes on the wealthy in an attempt to lower the federal deficit. Uh, well, he almost had his finger on something accurate here, and that is that all the deficit spending that we've seen over the past years has been a... Um, a contributing factor, if not the leading factor behind the inflation. So yes, all of that stimulus, that made it feel, artificially feel, as if things weren't as bad as they were. I mean, think about it as if you were to break a leg and the doctor were to give you morphine. Well, you might feel pretty good. You may not even realize that your leg has been detached, but the reality is it is detached and um, sadly, sometimes that medication can actually make the situation worse because you'll actually fail to receive treatment in, uh, in time. The Federal Reserve is expected to hike interest rates again this summer as a way to dampen the effects of inflation, but they must be careful not to tip the economy into a recession. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Weiskup, NTD News. The trucking industry is one of which has been most impacted by the record rise in gas prices. Yet much of those costs get passed on to you, the consumer, in the end. Our next guest is Vice President of JKC Trucking in Illinois, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. Mike Kucharski, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you for having me on again. 
Mike, a lot of pressing issues related to the country's economy have been overshadowed uh, by so many stories dominating the headlines as of late. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on how these uh, specifically high gas prices are impacting the economy and the trucking industry. So yeah, diesel is the single largest cost uh, burden incurred by, by, by truckers. You know, uh, diesel has been hitting record highs, you know, since highest since 2018. That's about 14 years ago with, with no price relief in sight. It keeps climbing, you know, adding to the trucking industry's uh, troubles that we've just had uh, through the whole way. Diesel is essential to the supply chain and, and all trucks run on diesel, uh, including farm equipment, cargo trains, cargo ships, uh, cargo ships that transport fuel. You know, they skyrocket diesel fuel is is going to affect pricing of everything food produce and everything moved by by trucks you know it, it's it's out of control mike we've been hearing reports that in some cases truckers are opting uh, to not work uh because it's not worth it uh, does there come a point where the costs to operate uh, do actually become too much yeah, so what they're referring to is independent drivers, you know, independent drivers, owner operators, you know, have one or two trucks. And, you know, right now the pump, it's it's very high. Rates are going down because uh, there's uh, the volumes are dropping and the prices are going up. You know, I just saw a post this morning. Somebody posted that, you know, uh, they're buying diesel at seven over seven dollars a gallon and said, you know, there's a comment that said, God help us. You know, it's it's it's. It's costing a lot because if truckers cannot afford to drive, you know, the goods do not move. You know, 70% of all goods are moved by trucks. And without trucks, America stops. That's a fact. Yeah, on that note, I mean, give us an idea. I mean, people don't really put it into perspective, at least I don't. Uh, what is the net result when, a truck, when trucking companies aren't moving goods across the company? The ripple effect, if you will. Well, if, if truckers are not moving, you know, I mean, there's going to be, we're, we're already short drivers. Uh, we're trying to rebound out of this black hole called COVID. COVID, you know, uh, had created, uh, you know, we're, we are doing our best I can as truckers right now, but now we're hitting different things. You know, the costs are skyrocketing, labor costs are skyrocketing, fuel costs are skyrocketing. Um, and <clears throat> when this happens, you know, we have to, you know, truckers, you know, have to pass these costs along uh to to the end user of the american people you know I mean, because uh, we at the end of the day we have to make a little bit of profit and we have to help cover these costs so we can continue going uh and it's uh, just you know beating up the end user the american people at the pump and getting hammered from all sides you know you just mentioned getting hammered from all sides i mean obviously i think the uh, direct result of high gas prices we can see how that would affect uh, the, the, the trucking, you know, industry. Uh, but when it comes to inflation, um, are you guys also feeling the effects of, of overall inflation on goods? And if so, how? I mean, I think we're all feeling the, the, the goods of uh, the cost of inflation. You know, I mean, going to the grocery store or buying anything, uh, any, any parts, you know, parts have skyrocketed. They're hard to get. Uh, you know, it's, we're feeling it from all sides. You know uh, what we used to spend on, on maintenance, what we're spending on fuel, spending on labor, and all these uh, things are just a, a domino effect. You know that just increasing the that we have to increase the prices to cover our costs. You know, and, and there's the, the the sad part is you know where where's the end? You know we don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel when this is going to end anytime soon. Mike Kucharski, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman was acquitted today of lying to the FBI. What might have influenced this outcome and what's next for the Durham probe? 
NTD's Iris Tao brings us more. A jury in Washington has found Michael Sussman, a former lawyer for the Clinton campaign, not guilty. Here's Sussman speaking outside the courthouse after the Tuesday verdict. Despite being falsely accused, I'm relieved that justice ultimately prevailed in my case. Special counsel John Durham had accused Sussman of hiding his Clinton campaign ties when he brought allegations to the FBI in 2016 about Donald Trump and Russia. Durham did not talk to reporters while leaving the courthouse, but said in a statement that his team was disappointed in the outcome. Former Congressman Devin Nunes, who is now the CEO of Trump Media, tells NTD that he's not surprised by what the jury decided. Because we've seen just how rotten Washington, D.C. has become, you have a situation there where you have a jury that, from a jury pool that less than 5% voted for Trump, and you had a defense who very successfully painted this as a very political, anti-Trump uh, issue, you know, calling it a conspiracy theory. The jury reportedly included several Clinton donors who were kept as jurors despite objections by prosecutors. Mark Ruskin, a former FBI agent and federal prosecutor, says he expected the jury to take longer to review the evidence. The uh, verdict was reached so quickly is if they were if they had preconceptions as to uh, as to what the outcome should be. Former President Trump responded to the verdict on Truth Social, saying our legal system is corrupt. Our judges and justices are highly partisan, compromised or just plain scared. Benuna says the case has larger ramifications by informing the public. We learned that Clinton approved of this operation. We learned that for sure they were spying on Trump. We learned the FBI knew about it. Durham still has another case pending against Igor Denshenko, a Russian national linked to the discredited Steele dossier. It looks like Durham presented so much evidence, overwhelming evidence in this Sussman trial that I'd be shocked if Durham doesn't bring uh, several more indictments or possibly even a conspiracy indictment. Denshenko faces trial in October in Virginia, where experts say a different jury could lead to a different outcome. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Iris Tao, NTD News. The acquittal of Michael Sussman is raising questions about the future of the John Durham probe. Nationally syndicated television and radio talk show host of the Joe Pegg Show, Joe Pegliarulo, is here with us to discuss. Joe Pegliarulo, host of the Joe Pegg Show, thank you so much for joining us. Steve, glad to be here. Thanks. Joe, uh, Michael Sussman uh, was acquitted today on charges that he lied to the FBI. How big of a setback do you think this is to the John uh, Durham probe? Well, I think that it's good that Durham is out there trying to do something. I wasn't very surprised that he was found not guilty, although he was charged with the same thing that General Flynn was charged with, and they try to get Jerome Corsi on and, and all these other guys. So I'm not really sure why why this guy gets to walk. That's usually the charge that the FBI goes with if you can't really um, tie the earlier or the bigger charges to them. Well, you lied to the FBI, we're going to get you. It's almost like Al Capone killed a bunch of people, but they got him on tax evasion. I'm surprised that, that he's walking. But then when you look at the jury, and it's been widely reported that there are three Hillary Clinton donors on that jury, I guess you really can't be surprised, right? I mean, how is it that these people got to sit there knowing that they actually gave money to the woman that this guy allegedly was helping lie about Russia collusion? Joe, that's a very interesting point. I mean, concerns have been raised over the jury as well as the judge, um, yeah. also potentially having ties to, you know, the Sussman family or one of the jurors. I can't keep track. Uh, how right. hard do you think it is to find an impartial jury, jury in Washington, uh, D.C., which voted 92 uh, percent for the Democratic uh, candidate Joe Biden in the last election? 
I think that you, that you should have had a change of venue big time. But I think a bigger question might be, Steve, how is it that Clinton, the Clinton clan, the Clinton machine, has such a different Department of Justice and a different set of rules than you and I have to fly by? Had you and I done what this guy Sussman did, we'd be behind bars. Period. That's just the way it is. But for some reason, if it's Hillary or Bill Clinton or anybody, anybody named Clinton, they get away with it every single time. We know beyond the shadow of a doubt, according to Durham, that Hillary Clinton paid for this Russia collusion technical aspect that tried to tie um, Trump to some Russian bank that he never had any business with. We know that they did this. Yet for some reason, they're walking around and I get the feeling that Hillary Clinton's going to run for president again. It's very, very strange that you've got a two-tier level of justice in this country and this one family. These two people keep getting away with it. It's very, it's very, to me, it shows us that there are probably more than two tiers. Again, if you and I did it, anybody watching did it, we'd be in big trouble. Joe, just switching gears a little bit here, the Second Amendment debate is in full force right now. Uh, what are your thoughts in the wake of the two mass shootings that took place this month in Buffalo and Uvalde? Uh, is it time to address uh, gun laws? No. Uh, I, I think that it's time to address mental health. It's time to address why we closed down the asylums in this country a long time ago. I think it's time that we started paying attention to the social media of these idiots that go out and do these horrible, heinous things. You had the guy at Parkland, Florida, four years ago, who actually posted on his social media for all the public to see, I, I hope to be a mass school shooter one day. I want to go shoot up the school. He had 36 contacts with police agencies. They did nothing. In, in fact, they kept on expunging his record because it makes schools look better if you expunge the record if they don't do more than four things every nine weeks or something. When it comes to what happened in Buffalo, this guy should have been known. It sounds like he may have been, <clears throat> pardon me, he may have been in contact with a former FBI agent, and the FBI agent didn't say anything either. This guy in, in, in Uvalde, why wasn't there a school resource officer there? Why aren't there good guys with guns protecting our kids? You know, when I look at it, Steve, the Congress, the president, governors, people who uh, allegedly are, are those who are voted in by us and work for us are all protected by good guys with guns. Why can't our kids get the same exact thing? Changing a gun law doesn't stop a bad guy from doing a bad thing. I've got a newsflash. It's against the law to shoot your grandmother in the face. It's against the law to kill 19 kids. So if you had a different gun law, how is that going to stop this guy? And I guess the argument is, well, he couldn't have gotten the gun to begin with. Well, check out Chicago. Most of those murders every weekend aren't done with legally purchased guns. So changing gun laws doesn't doesn't help anything. Take down the, 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 the gun-free zone signs in front of schools. Put up signs saying the staff is well-trained and will kill you if you want to take on our students. And then the people don't do it anymore. And open up the asylums again. We've got a mental health crisis in this country. And we're avoiding it by saying it's about guns. It's not. We hear things from uh, Democrat leaders that the Second Amendment uh, didn't mean you could buy a cannon, uh, different types of uh, comparisons that are, you know, one might argue out of context. Yet our yeah. founders and framers might argue that's because the modern day stealth bomber wasn't around. Uh, what is the best way forward? Well, when it comes to the Second Amendment, you can you can keep, you can have it, you can bear it, you can hold it, and it didn't it didn't specify what arms it were that you it was that you can that you could use. Back then. If muskets were the biggest, baddest um, uh, weapon on, on the planet, the people in the citizenry could have muskets, just like the government had muskets. The idea that Joe Biden keeps saying you can't buy cannons, you, you could. Uh, the, the fact that he says that you can't is kind of dumb. And Antonin Scalia, the, the, the now late Supreme Court justice, once did rule, okay, maybe the person can't have a tank. I get that or a stealth bomber. But if you can keep it, that means have it, and you can hold it, bear it. 
then you can have it. In other words, he was actually okay with RPGs. If you could hold it as a citizen, you had the right to use that to make sure the government didn't get tyrannical again. So how do you go forward knowing that the Second Amendment says what it says? Well, here's my challenge to anybody who's a Democrat or an anti-gun person. If you want the Second Amendment to be altered, alter it. Have, have a constitutional convention and alter the Constitution. If you can get that done, then more power to you. The fact is they can't get it done, so they keep on regulating something that says... Um, can't be infringed. They keep on infringing it and acting like my guns that are not 20 feet away from me right now, Steve, are going to jump up and shoot somebody. They're not. You've got bad people doing bad things, whether it's guns or cars or ice picks and knives kill more people every year in this country than rifles do. So the way forward is stop with all the yapping, stop with the, with the, the laws and executive orders changing the, something that shouldn't be infringed and change the Constitution if you think you have the wherewithal. They don't. They can't but they keep playing games with it. Joe Peggs, thank you for joining us. Hi, brother. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.